DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Christian Capel. He covers the Washington Huskies for The Athletic. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Christian, good morning. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing well. We're trying to figure Washington out. Got a ton of respect for what they've accomplished and for Chris Peterson's track record, and yet you're not playing his track record or what they've accomplished. You're playing this team right now. How good are they? Yeah, not as good as they've been. Um, I, yet I think around Washington they probably feel like, you know, like any team that, that loses a handful of close games, that if they'd made a, a couple more plays this season – They'd have every chance to be seven and one or or eight and zero right now. Um, but the fact is, you know they're they're not as as tough defensively as they've been. They're still not a bad defensive team, but um, you know some recruiting misses and some defections throughout the last few years, especially at the at the inside linebacker position, um, I think has made them more vulnerable against the run and some opponents have have had a lot more success running between the tackles and stringing. Um, first downs together and moving the chains and moving the ball on them that way they're young in the secondary you know they, they lost four guys um from from that base nickel package last year all of whom i think are either in the nfl or or at least with a team in some capacity and you know they're very talented still in the back end and i think they have a lot of guys in that secondary who they still feel really good about elijah molden and you know, Miles Bryant is the one senior, but they've alternated a couple of true freshmen at one of the safety spots and had some growing pains there and uh, a couple assignment coverage busts that have led to touchdowns that, that you're not really used to seeing from a Washington defense. So, um, yeah, it's it's still a very talented team, 1 through 85 in, in terms of just the way they've recruited recently and, and how they feel about the future. But um, you know they're they're a little bit more vulnerable defensively and then offensively they've been kind of inconsistent and um, that's that's cost them a couple games this year. So there's a lot of different ways you can look at this game to see what would be the key factors in determining who wins and loses. One of the things I'm going to look at is a veteran defensive line by the University of Utah where they start three seniors, all of whom will have a great shot to play in the NFL, and at least two will certainly be there <clears throat> versus experienced offensive line for the Huskies. And I think, you know, whoever wins that battle between those two, which is often the case in the trenches, will go a long way towards who wins the game. How do you see that playing out? I think that's going to be a good matchup. Um, You know, Washington's passing game in particular this year, I think, didn't take as big of a step forward as a lot of people anticipated. Um the receiver play, I think, took a bit of a step back. Now it's you know these last two games, I think, have been their best two offensive games of the season. They score 51 points at Arizona, 38 of those in the second half, and then um, you know I, I think people got a little bit frustrated with maybe how conservative they got against Oregon, and, and obviously they couldn't move the ball in the fourth quarter when they really needed to. But to come out and put up 31 points against a, an Oregon defense that to that point had really not been scored on a whole lot. I think um, had people feeling like that was at least a step forward for Washington. And, and really, I, I think that this team, when it's at its most successful on offense, is going to be relying on its running game. And it's going to be relying on that that experienced offensive line and a bunch of seniors up there and a couple of all-conference guys who have been playing a long time. And 
and build some explosives in the passing game off of that and hopefully get some man coverage on the outside and, and rely on receivers to win a couple of those and, and create some big plays. But, um, you know, I think this is going to be another smash-mouth type game. They've, they've got uh, a deep running back room. It's been a little bit banged up. I mean, Richard Newton is probably still going to be out with a foot injury, and Sean McGrew missed their last game with a, a sprained ankle. We'll see if he's able to go or not, but... Um, you know, Savan Ahmed has kind of carried the load and, and been that guy, especially this last month or so. And um, I would I would expect them to continue to lead on that running game. You know, the Utes in the one game they lost to USC, the the place where they were vulnerable, big plays in the passing game. How much confidence do you have in Washington's ability to make big plays against the Utes this weekend? Yeah, I mean, you you probably if you're Washington would like to think that they could hit a couple. I don't know that I would take that Utah game against USC as, as evidence that you know these guys can be had. I think I was just kind of fluky watching that one. I mean, a couple of those balls were just total 50-50 balls that, hey, you know, SC had a, a big, talented receiver back there who could go up and come down with it. Um, and that's sort of what Washington has lacked this year. You know, I think a lot of people believe that uh, Puka Nakua, the true freshman from Orem, is going to be that guy, and certainly he's shown that ability in his limited opportunities this year, and I would expect him to be a big part of their offense going forward the rest of this year and then into the future. So, you know, obviously they're going to look to him. I think they see that he kind of brings a, a playmaking ability and a, a big play ability that maybe they don't have elsewhere on their roster. But, um, you know, I think they're still they're trying to get Aaron Fuller healthy. You know, their leading receiver was, was out. Um, for the most part against Oregon, um, just with a lingering injury and kind of banged up. And maybe with the bye week, they get him back. And, you know, maybe they, they rely a little bit more on their, their big, talented pass catching tight ends, Hunter Bryant and Kate Otten. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's uh, this team's offensive identity, such as it is, I think it's still going to be trying to move the ball on the ground, getting that run game established, and then you know hopefully you do get some of those one-on-one matchups with a, a guy like Puka Nakua on the outside who can, can go up and win that. So with Washington having a bye week, I asked this to Kyle Whittingham in his weekly press conference. Do you expect to see some stuff you haven't seen? And Chris Peterson has been known to pull out a trick play or two and have it just be smashingly successful. Do you think he's got anything up his sleeve against the Utes? Uh, I don't know. That's that's always the question. You know, uh, they they pulled out a, a trick kickoff return against Oregon that they got penalized for. Um, they had Chico McClatcher go and lay down in the end zone and, and catch a lateral from Aaron Fuller and uh, returned it to about midfield. So it, it, it worked, but they were penalized for unsportsmanlike conduct because they, they determined that that was a, a deceptive act or an unfair act. And so um, they, they, if they do run a trick play, it won't be that one. I think they're going to have to throw that one out of the playbook. Yeah, and the announcers went crazy on that, saying, wait a second, you're trying to deceive the defense all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I would think that every like RPO or play-action yeah. fake would, would be considered the same thing, but I, I guess not. Christian Capel joining us, Washington Huskies writer for The Athletic. Uh, watching the North unfold, how surprised are you that everyone has fallen away and that Oregon basically has this thing wrapped up in October? Yeah, it's especially crazy because this is kind of like another year where you know, everybody's talking about parity and, um, you know, there's no, you know, the, 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 the conference's playoff hopes really faded almost immediately and, and they, 
you know, lost their last undefeated team by like week five. And, and you had, yeah, you look at the Pac-12 North and Oregon's got it wrapped up before they've even played their fifth conference game. So, you know, it, it's, I, I think a lot of it has to do with Washington taking a bit of a step back that, you know, they've had those duds the last couple of years where, yeah, last year they dropped one at Cal and the year before they, they dropped one at Arizona state that they really shouldn't have lost. But, you know, this year they had two and they had them both early where they, they lose to Cal at home and, and kind of a weird game with a long lightning delay. And, and then just kind of flat out didn't really show up at Stanford and, you know, kind of got, got bullied, looked like the Stanford of old pushing them around and running the ball. And they watched it, couldn't really move it themselves. And, yeah, now suddenly you're you're going into a, a big time game against Oregon with your back against the wall and your margin for error is completely gone and um, they play them tough and and lose and and that's it and and you're kind of out of it. So and this is the earliest that that uh, anybody I think on this Washington roster, other than maybe some guys who were around in 2015, um, has ever been out of the the division race. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond with you know, four regular season games still left, knowing that they can't win a conference championship. It seems like from a distance there was a lot of hype on quarterback Jason Eason going in, and he hasn't lived up to it. Could you evaluate his season? Yeah, you know, I think he's been mostly solid, and there's been a couple games where, you know, he's really been spectacular, you know, and you, you see him fit some throws into some really tight windows and, and do some things that not a lot of other college quarterbacks can do and you can see the arm talent i mean that's readily apparent every time he throws the ball he, he can really sling that thing um you know where he struggled is is when he's been pressured and they haven't been able to to give him a clean pocket and you know maybe he's he's bailed out and and spun backwards and and you know tried to to make some things happen moving out of the pocket rather than hang in there and and climb up and and um you know just try to try to keep his feet set and his eyes downfield but you know, I think he's he's mostly been okay. You know, I think that their failures on offense when they when they have failed have been more due to some of the personnel around him. They've had a ton of drop passes this year. You know, Chris Peterson has talked about, especially after the Stanford game, he goes 16 for 36, and it just did not seem like there were guys running open all that often. And, and you know, Peterson has talked about uh, you know needing to give the quarterback more answers and. You know, so maybe that's that's something the coaches see, where hey, the, the receivers need to get more separation, or they need to scheme something up that the defense isn't expecting that that's going to make it easier for um, some of their playmakers to to get open and and for Eason to get the ball to them in space. But um, you know, I, I think he he played really well against Oregon. Um, I think he had a you know really good second half against Arizona. Showed he can you know he he can put some touch on the ball as well as throw it really hard when when he needs to. So. Um, you know, I think if you told any Husky fan that, hey, Jacob Eason is going to be totally healthy and start every game and through eight games, he's only going to have three interceptions. I think people would have felt really good about that. But um, that passing game still hasn't quite been as explosive or as um, as dominant, I think, as, as maybe some people hoped it would be this year. Christian Capel, Washington Huskies writer for The Athletic, joining us. So Washington beat USC. They lost to Oregon. Those two schools are playing each other, and Utah fans really, really, really want to see USC lose a game now. Can you handicap that one for us? 
Yeah, um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how healthy USC is. I know that they've you know just had a ton of injuries the last couple of weeks, especially on the defensive side of the ball. It seems like they're getting pretty thin. Um, I, I think look with with Keaton Slovis back healthy and and playing well, and you know led a, a nice second half comeback for them against Colorado. I think that they're certainly going to have a chance, and it does look like Oregon's maybe a little bit more vulnerable defensively than than some folks would have thought two weeks ago. Now they you know they've given up 31 points to Washington and 35 points to Wazoo at home. So, um, you know, you never count USC out. They're they're almost always going to be the most talented team in the conference, top to bottom. They've they've always got dudes. They've still got dudes. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I actually, so we put in our picks today for our Pac-12 roundtable. I actually took USC as as my upset special this week. So I, I think they can get it done. Uh, obviously, wouldn't be surprised to see Oregon go in there and take care of business either. Um, but you know, this is you know the stakes are a lot higher for USC. I think if if I'm the Trojans, I probably feel like I got to win out because you know I, I don't know that I I see a a real sure loss for Utah the rest of the way. So um, you know, I, I think that. It might take eight and one for them to win that division, but um, I do think they could get Oregon this week. Christian, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for uh, checking in with us and enjoy the game. All right, thanks, guys. Christian Cable, Washington Huskies writer for the Athletic.